Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs. Or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Welcome to this week's play-by-play of the Hangtime Podcast. Joining us now, comedian Chelsea Peretti, NBA All-Star Roy Hibbert. Roy is our nation's most treasured actor. He's got chops, he's got talent, and he also has free tickets to Lakers. <laughs> With your host, Elliot Anderson, stuffed it down behind his head. Seku Smith, Lang Whitaker, and Rick Fox. Our next guest should have been our first guest, Isaiah Thomas. How do you think you would play in today's NBA with the rules the way they are? Be honest. Uh, average point. <laughs> we will win a lot. <laughs> and it's, it's our main man, Roderick Turner from the Los Angeles Times. Hey, you, can I say this first? <laughs> you know you when can. When I started covering the Lakers, when Rick Fox played, I had hair. They wore me out. <laughs> now it's time for the tip-off. I'm worn out, Lang, uh, trying to understand how people live in the City of Angels constantly. Um, just got back from, from L.A. A nice little long work weekend with your boy uh, Frodo Baggins, our super producer, Greg Wagan. Um, we tried to find Rick. He was at the game um, last Thursday, Lang, and we apparently he was inundated with fans and uh, well wishers, we couldn't get close to him, but uh, maybe we'll get him on here today for the Hangtime Podcast. What do you think? Not a surprise. <laughs> was it a Clippers game or a Lakers game? It was uh, the Lakers, and it was Kobe's uh, oh, Kobe last was game against LeBron, so it was a big deal, and right. all of L.A. turned out for it. Uh, interesting, you know, interesting time. It was it was weird being in L.A. for an extended period, like since the po- – you know the the Hangtime podcast road trip and seeing the difference between the way the city gets up for a Lakers game mm-hmm. and the way they get it for a Clippers game. And there were <clears throat> multiple games. You know, um, both teams played twice throughout the course of the weekend, so we got a chance to see it up close. And it's you would think that the Clippers would be the toast of the town and the big deal, but it was it was the Lakers who had everybody buzzing. Believe it or not. Still is. I think they're the they're the they're old Hollywood now, right? <laughs> I guess I don't I don't know what you call it. It was just strange. I mean, we we like we literally couldn't find a parking spot for the Laker games, um, and then for the Clipper games, it was like scaled down. It was like you know you could just walk, breeze right into the parking ramp, walk right up, get into the arena. It doesn't it doesn't made, make any uh, sense to me. You should have made Wagan dress up as Chuck the Condor. <laughs> we actually walked past Kanye in the hallway. Um, <laughs> we had no idea that he he was on this campaign to, to redo Chuck the Condor's outfit, <laughs> redesign the mascot. Steve, we saw Steve Ballmer as well. Greg tried to uh, you know snatch his wallet, but I had to grab him and make sure he didn't get us arrested at Staples by one of the red coats. Um, but again, we you know it's just taking the pulse of L.A. You know throughout the course of the weekend. I'm 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 literally scratching my head as to why the Clippers aren't a bigger deal and get more attention when they've been clearly the better team, at least the past couple of years. But like you said, maybe it's 
maybe it is the old money factor. Maybe it's just the fact that the DNA of that town, you know, is purple and gold and, and not uh, not Clippers colors. I wonder if it's also the fans there, sort of like Atlanta fans, like you realize the Hawks are going to be, or the Braves really more so in the 90s, like when they were really good every year, but you knew they weren't going to win the World Series. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's kind of like the Clippers. You know they're good, and they're 20 games over 500, and they've got Chris Paul and Blake Griffin and DeAndre and Doc and all that, but they're not Golden State, and they're not San Antonio, and they're not Oklahoma City. And, you and you know, you, you just kind of think, well, what's the point of supporting this team if we know we're not good enough to do it until they do it? And then at that point, maybe it changes. But I think maybe they have to prove something to the people there. Yeah. I mean, I guess. I, you know, I don't know. I don't that- know. I don't. I'm, what do you? Th- I mean, that's a, that's an interesting question. What do you think it would take to to change that dynamic? Would it take a ten year run and some championships, sustain you know championship level success, or is it possible? I don't know if they'll. I mean, it, it might take seventeen titles. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> if they'll ever get to that. But I would think you know a, a nice start would be a Western Conference Finals appearance. Right. Yeah. I, I or guess. maybe a trip to the finals. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, it's just weird. You know, Greg Greg did mention that he felt like a Hawks game at the start of one of the Clippers games. He's like, man, this feels like being in Phillips Arena, you know, with the crowd, you know, wasn't there early. And, and you know, and then at game time it was packed, of course, mm-hmm. um, you know, to see the Clippers and the Cavaliers on Sunday. Um, but it's just, a, you know, it's just different, very, very different. Um, you know, and seeing that Lakers team – Seeing those young guys up close and personal, you know, and and this is months, you know, after we'd already met D'Angelo Russell. Um, mm-hmm. So to see him now and to see the different place he's in, he had a str- he struggled a little bit with his shot in in one of the games, but he's in, you know he's in a totally different place in terms of the, his rookie season and just how it's gone and and where I think he's headed. I'm I've changed my opinion. I've, I know we were. A little, or at least I was a little skeptical early on. I wasn't sure what they might have in him, but I, I, I like what I've seen out of him um, since he's been playing, and then, and he's in the rotation, and then you know, and in the starting lineup, you know, I, I like what he brings. I really like what Jordan Clarkson has done yeah. this season. Um, Randall is still a, to me a, a prospect worth betting on. Uh, do you think the Lakers? Everybody's talking about this being the make-or-break summer for them. Do you think it's more than they have more time than that? Maybe it's not just this summer, but maybe the next couple of years with these young guys. I think they still need a, another piece. And and what if they end up with what what the pick? They lose their pick if it's not top three, right? Is that yes. what it is? Yes. What if they end up with the number two pick? And the way this is going, Ben Simmons falls to them. I've, I'm sure Lakers fans will love it. <laughs> I mean, because people are talking now about uh, the guy from Duke, Ingram, being the, being a, a legitimate contender for that number one pick. Uh, I've seen them both on TV this year. I don't know about that. I haven't seen Ingram play. Yeah, I, I watched him a couple times. He's he's real thin. But the last time I I went against a real thin dude as the top pick, he turned out to be Kevin Durant. So Yeah. Oh well, either way, what if either one of those guys at number two, the Lakers end up in that top three and get <laughs> one of those guys, that's it's a pretty nice little core to to build around going forward. Yeah, I guess if people are gonna be patient, you know, is the question. Um 
I just I don't think they I don't know if they're going to be able to go out and just like sign a superstar this summer. Right. I also think you know I also think you you got to remember that there's a team um up in Northern California that may yeah overshadow whatever they do anyway, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so I don't know, man. That's it's very strange. Like I said, just a very strange dynamic going on in LA right now. Um no problems, of course, for the Warriors. I mean, fastest team to 60 wins in NBA history uh, mm-hmm. after last night's win on Steph Curry's birthday, no doubt. Uh, no Iguodala, no problem. No Iggy, no problemo. Um, I've, ar- I've already said uh, several times here that I think they're getting 73. I have no reason to change my mind now. Um, but what do, you, what do you think this week – holds for them in terms of that matchup Saturday night where we get a chance to see them the Spurs, you know, lock up one more time. I, that's a game I'm really looking forward to. And I'm hoping we get to see the Spurs at full strength. You um, don't want to see Patty Mills starting in place of Tony Parker. <laughs> or Duncan sitting out again <laughs> or whatever. I want, them, I want all of them out there. Although I do think that – I still think Pop won't, won't show all his cards. Right. And, you know, he might not have Kawhi defend uh, – Curry or whoever he's going to put him on, right. um, but uh, but I I think that seventy three is in the cards for for the Warriors. I think they're at this point um, they still have eleven home games left, ten home games left. I know, <laughs> and you know they they need a place but, they haven't lost by the way since yeah they they need thir- thirteen more wins to get there. Um, I th- I think they I think it's yeah. I think we can mark it down. Yeah, I think that I think I heard. Earlier they the last time they lost at home Steph was twenty six, and um, he turned twenty eight yesterday. <laughs> Which you know what I didn't I keep forgetting that he's the same age like as as Kevin Durant and Russell Westbrook, um, you know, and they've been all stars and kind of superstars longer than he has, you know, yeah. because Steph's first couple years were, well, they choppy, were like you know coming out of high school or in college at least right you know right. And Curry was a Davidson, and nobody really knew that he was much be, about yeah, him. He's gonna yeah, be what he's become. Do you? Is it strange to you in this era when I I think the last surprise superstar I can remember, like a guy who literally came from off the radar completely, was Tracy McGrady. I remember when McGrady blew up like the summer before he was a senior in high school. You know, and he like was at one of the summer camps and just. Right burst onto the scene John Wall was a little bit like that for me in terms of like like I hadn't I didn't hear about him when he was a ninth grader you know yeah but like the summer before his last year of high school he kind of came into the into the picture Steph Steph is a rare bird in that what about what about Kawhi Mm. I didn't know anything about him even when he got drafted you're right yeah I guess Kawhi (laughs) is the same type of deal uh, I don't know if he qualifies as a superstar only because he's on the of, way. Yeah, I mean, clearly his play dictates that right. he's a superstar, but I just don't know if he, from a marketing standpoint and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, I mean, he's not a commercial superstar right. necessarily. But, uh, but, but that's another guy who kind of just, yeah. where'd he come from? I, You know, <clears throat> with the one and duns, you know, in college, we don't even get to see them, some of them long enough mm-hmm. in college to find out if they're going to be big time stars or to, you know. Uh, you you know we talked about these guys this year. Ben, Sim- the only reason we know I know so much about Ben Simmons is because he was 
on all these magazine covers earlier in the year, and people have been talking about him like crazy. Um, yeah, and he's been on TV a lot. Yeah, this yeah. year. But um, but yeah, I, otherwise, otherwise, I mean, seriously, could you pick Brandon think, Ingram out of a lineup oh, just by his no. face? <laughs> no, me either. I don't. I don't know any of these guys. <laughs> uh, which is why I'm looking forward to to watching the tournament this weekend. Right. This will be the first time I see most of these guys play. Um, March Madness, baby. Yeah, and I, and and you know, surely it's a it's a small sample size, but at the same time, this is a pretty good opportunity to make a name for yourself and to show that you can perform on a big stage. Yeah. If you're one of these guys. Yeah, that's true. I mean, and and that's to me what I used to always use the tournament for anyway is yeah, I want scout. to see these dudes and yeah. <laughs> like finally I get a chance to look at some guy I've been hearing about all year and hadn't really had a chance to dig in and watch him, you know. Right. Um so it's I mean it's going to be an interesting week. To, Nothing but basketball, obviously, on the airways all week, which is great. Um, I'm curious to see who makes a name for themselves in the tournament the way Steph Curry did. You know, yeah. who's the guy that, that gets hot and has a crazy tournament, you know, and gets onto the big stage. Um, I know you're a hater, but doesn't Michigan State have a guy who's really good too? I don't know. I'm not sure about that. <laughs> Val- Valentine? No, nah, I don't know anything about that. Michigan uh, State? That's they made the tournament? <laughs> <laughs> you didn't. Yeah. You haven't even praised my boys for making the tournament. We had to pop, we had to pop Indiana in the to get in. <laughs> They're not in the tournament yet, right? Yeah, I'm we are. The... Playing game counts. <laughs> I don't understand the play. No, I don't doesn't. understand how that works. <laughs> what do you mean? No, it does. Yeah, it does. How does? But how does? How are they? A, a what are they? A ten seed or an eleven seed? Eleven seed. All we gotta do is beat Tulsa. But they, but but they're better than. A, uh, what a 12 13 14 15 16 seed yeah because some of those teams, teams were automatic right they were auto they got automatic births by you know oh, by virtue of winning a conference okay. tournament or whatever okay well make them play each other <laughs> like, oh i, I would go. be glad to do that i don't understand that part i don't get it either i'm you're like john calipari and you don't you don't get those 10 people in the room who are not going to steal your joy um no i listen i don't i'll be the first person to bow out on a conversation about what goes into these selections for the tournament it used to be easy they pick the yeah. teams you fill out your bracket you know your girlfriend or your wife wins you know without having watched a single game and everybody goes about their business but um it's a it's a much more complex thing now i don't bpi yeah. rpis all this stuff I, don't. <laughs> I was thinking about it today like when i when i fill out a bracket these days it's basically just based on like institutional knowledge of that school from the eighties, <laughs> right. because like, I got I haven't seen a, these teams play in ten years. I don't know how good Michigan State is or anyone else, but I remember that hey, Michigan State used to be pretty good when you know Steve Smith was there. So <laughs> I think I'll have them in the Sweet Sixteen. Exactly. <laughs> so so I, if I, I, so for me, I'm just cheering for like the names. I'm cheering for the laundry. I want the bigger schools to to go further. Right. Well, Rick jinxed his boy King Rice. Because oh, um, no. he hyped up Mammoth last week and they didn't get in. Um, I felt bad for him, too. I felt bad for King Rice when he didn't get in. He was I heard him on the radio the other day, like, pleading his case. They lost their conference, right? Yeah, they they didn't win the conference tournament. But they had right. some quality wins. And, you know, still a fight in, in the college basketball realm, you know, between these teams that are – I don't know yeah. if they call them mid-major still or not, but those teams that are not in the power conferences and – I got all the Kentucky fans mad at me on Saturday Why? when I, I was watching Georgia, Kentucky, and, oh. and I, I, I was, 
I was, at halftime, I was thinking, man, the free throws don't seem very even. Like, it seems like Kentucky's going to the line a lot. And then I started looking around online. I was using my phone. I was looking around trying to find the box score, and I couldn't find the free throws. And then the second half of the game, they were just kind of running through the stats on screen. They breezed by it. Kentucky free throw attempts, 20, right. Georgia, 8. And I just I retweeted that to point that out. And yeah. people, people were upset about Way that. Way to go. Way to go, big guy. Um. We had a shot. So you did fill out a bracket. I'm going to. I have to today. Okay. So. I haven't filled I anything out yet. I have no idea who's going to. I generally stay away from this stuff. I, don't I do too. I just do it because a buddy of mine does it. So. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't want to get embarrassed again. Like when my sister, who doesn't watch college basketball, wins the family pool or whatever, and I'm sitting there looking like a schmuckster. Uh, that's the one. You know what? That is the one thing I love about the NBA as opposed to college though, is that there are no surprises. There you know, there's no Cinderella moment necessarily. We know who's who's in the playoff hunt, who's not. Yeah. And we get to track it for months, you know. Exactly who's in that mix and who isn't. And by the time we get to the playoffs, we generally know what the matchups are gonna be and how they're gonna fare. Like I'm I'm not worried about some team coming out of nowhere and popping the Warriors, you know. Uh, well no, nope, I'm not. The I'm Warriors not. popped the Mavericks a couple of years ago, <laughs> but in the playoffs. Well, that didn't. I mean, it didn't. Didn't amount to a hill of beans. They lost in the next round, didn't they? Yeah, but it was so fun. Mess up, mess up. Slam magazine circulation that month when we had Dirk <laughs> on the cover. <laughs> right, right when that playoff series came happened. Yeah. Uh, no, I mean, listen, listen. The the. The NBA playoffs are going to be what I think we all expect. You know, in the East, it's going to be a lot more competitive probably than than it has been recently in terms of those first-round matchups. In the West, I can't I, – I would be baffled if those – if the Warriors yeah. and the Spurs are not, you know, moving on to the next round, obviously. That would be a – those either one of those would be colossal upsets with the seasons they're having. I think OKC, too should be in that discussion. I, with the Clippers, I, I'm, them, I don't want to count out anything with yeah, them. Yeah, I was going to say, they, they're going to get Blake back at some point. Um, so really, you could say all four of those teams in the top half of the West yeah, mo- you know, move along. I mean, uh, Houston's, Houston's kind of a wild card, aren't they? And I mean, I wouldn't bet on Houston upsetting anybody. I wouldn't either, but I also wouldn't be shocked if they figured out some way to mm. play the way they did last year. Mm. I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't want to count them out. They're close to they're, – they're on the edge. I mean, I know they've won some games here recently, but, I mean, I'm not willing to – I wonder what happens to Memphis. How, they, I mean, they're they, they're playing with a shell of their – Yeah, it's one injury right after and, another. It's just draining I, I, them. You know, I love that when they, when a team goes and signs a guy from the D League and he in the next game he starts – He starts – 40 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> they signed Beyonce Weber and started but 40 minutes in the next game. They got no choice. I know. I mean, they literally have no choice but to – you know, do the all hands on deck routine, trying to find bodies. Uh, yeah, but I, that I, I, you know that's the way it goes. You know, I this, think they're far enough ahead where they're they're not going to drop out of the top eight. You don't think? I mean, right now they're. I mean, it'd be hard to it'd be hard for them to drop losses. all the way out. You're right. Yeah, they're five losses ahead of the eight spot. Right. And Utah's two back from that. So yeah, but, Utah got a big win though against Cavs. I mean, it's, yeah. I don't know. I, 
I'm telling you right now, that four or five, if it ends up being Miami and Atlanta in the East, it's going to be a nice <laughs> first-round series. The Hawks are playing pretty well right now. I know. They, I know. They, the offense is caught up to the defense. They could end up flip-flopping. It could be a four or five Atlanta with, you know, yeah, I think they the might. four. Who knows? I mean, they're right now they're one uh, game one back in Miami. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think they they've got a shot at. I mean, what they could they they're t- they're only two games behind Boston in the three spot. Yeah, and they and they still have you know. No, it's not decided by any stretch. Yeah, I don't think it's decided by any stretch. What do you, I mean? If we look at these matchups, I know we do this every week now just for fun, yeah. but I like a Portland, Oklahoma City series would be interesting. You know. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I mean, Portland, I, I just saw them here, and I wrote a thing about Lillard and McCollum, and, mm-hmm. and obviously those two guys are incredible. But I, I think a team with Oak, like Oklahoma City can take them inside, and yeah. you know, they they have too much for their for their guards to handle. Um, I don't I don't know. Like I, I think Dallas is a team that I wouldn't want to play in the first round. I um, guess. I, I mean, I guess. I, don't, I mean, Golden State probably doesn't care who they have to play. Right, but, I don't think they care. Um, I, the team, I think that I, I, I know I'm going to sound like a homer. I, I think Atlanta, and Miami are probably the two teams right now in the East that I, I wouldn't want to have to come up against. Right. You know what's interesting that nobody talks about is man, and they're not in striking distance at all. But can't give you boy. I mean, and, and I mean, give him some serious credit. Mike Malone, who got bounced in Sacramento. Last year has got the Nuggets at least, yeah. You know, in that realm of you know, and and at the ten spot, not necessarily threatening, of course, but at least just in the com in the picture, which is a nice change for them. You know, Moutier's been playing really well. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it's like I, I feel Losing for some Calinari. of these teams. Yeah, Losing I mean, Calinari I hurts them, but yeah, but I feel for some of these teams that are you know, that, to me, like last year, the way. Utah finished, you know, the second half of the season. That spoke more to me than anything, you know, about a, a team that decides, hey, we're out of the mix, but we're going we're gonna to play our guts out, knowing that we're not going to get in the playoff mix necessarily, you know, or not that we don't have a great chance to get in the playoff mix. But it, you get a chance to see what they've got in terms of their talent and what kind of grind they have. Um, mm-hmm. And, I, you know, in the East, you got teams that probably still believe they're going to get in, they can sneak in. Um you know, for one of those last spots, I don't think that, I don't think the dream dies until you get eliminated in the East. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think Washington and Detroit are. That's what I'm saying. Like, I think right there, they feel like about, Chicago slips up; they could be in there. You know, I don't know about Milwaukee or Orlando. Yeah, I, I think, think it's a, a tougher haul for either one of them. Uh, yeah, but yeah. I, I do like, like I said, this this to me is a time to get a really good look at young guys around the league. Uh, you know, we started off talking about D'Angelo Russell and. uh and that Lakers team, they got to be careful they don't win too much, obviously. <laughs> no, uh, they, don't, they don't have to be careful. <laughs> but but I really liked what what he had to say when we talked to him during All-Star Weekend in Toronto, and that's what made seeing him again, like I mentioned, this past weekend very interesting. Just the, you know, just the way he I – don't, I don't know if it's matured is the right word, but the way he's – Handle about, things is about poise. Yeah, I mean he's it, he's certainly in a different space right now, and I think when you listen to his words, like I said from from our conversation during All Star Weekend, it'll make a little more sense. So let's take a listen to that. 
It's been a while since we got a chance to sit down and talk with you. When we did talk to you earlier this year, it was just about the journey and like yeah. what that was going to be like. Has it, has it been what you thought it would be to this point um, in terms of just the adversity and all the things you faced your first season? Uh, a lot, a lot more. Mm-hmm. You know, um, coming into this league, you, you expect everything to be given to you or whatnot. So um, I had a reality check, that's what I would say, and, mm-hmm. and, and it's worked out great for me. Yeah. You said when we talked to you on the road trip, you said sometimes you forget you're 19 years old. <laughs> yeah. It seems like maybe this year you've had a couple of remembrance <laughs> times where they told you, hey, don't forget you're still 19 years old yeah. and you have a way to go in this league. Yeah, I mean, I don't like to use that as an excuse because I feel like I, I belong here. And um, just a little experience can can prove prove that. And um, always telling myself that I, I, can, I can compete with these guys. And um, consistency is the biggest thing, trying to find consistency of your highest level of play. It's been a whirlwind season for for all you guys. Obviously, once Kobe announced his retirement, yeah. Um, but how have y'all handled a season that everybody in the organization has made clear is about Kobe? I mean, it's your first year, his last, and and you know, with that comes some inherent things in terms of what you'll be allowed to do, the mistakes you'll be allowed to play through as a rookie. I mean, have, do you feel like you've met that challenge and in, in, in doing your best to overcome that? Yeah, I mean, it's he's he's earned every bit of his farewell tour, mm-hmm. and uh, his teammates were all fans, you know. So it's a lot of demanding that goes into it. Um, he's he's earned every shot he's t- he's taken. <laughs> he's earned every minute he's out there. So me being a young guy, I mean, I can't say anything. Like I'm, I can't say anything. <laughs> so I just I don't know. I just losing's the hardest thing, you yeah, know. Right. Um, if we were winning and Kobe was shooting every shot. If we were, if I didn't play at all, but if we were winning, I wouldn't complain. But um, I'm still not gonna complain. I'm gonna keep all my thoughts inside. But <laughs> that's the toughest part, right? What's What's for you? Where have you seen the? Um, I don't want to say easiest, but where have you been able to adapt the quickest to the NBA game? Um, I I just focus on the pace. It sounds simple, but the pace of a game is is different every game, and you can't. It, it's, it's more reflecting off your demeanor. If you're a calm guy before games, you can't go out there and be calm, right. you know, silky smooth. You can't be that because guys are killers in this league, you know. <laughs> so you got to find a way to bring that it factor every night and figure out what your it, you, what your it is, you know. So I try to, I try to find that every night. And that's the hardest thing: traveling from city to city and back to backs and hour flights here and there. Not really not a lot of rest. This is right. something you got to really man up about and, and get it done. Yeah. What do you, you know, your on-court transition is going to be what it is, and everybody's going to see that. It's going to be laid bare for the whole world to see because they're going to watch you at least 82 games mm-hmm. your rookie season to, to gauge what you've done off the court adjusting to L.A., and we talked some about that on the road trip, just adjusting to that city, that lifestyle. How are you handling the pace of L.A., like of that city? It's, I mean, everybody said it, the media, that this, it's all, it's all, it's all life. Yeah. I mean, you know what not to get caught up in. You know what not to Correct. say and what yeah. to say. You know <laughs> how to go along with stuff. Uh, <laughs> I just, I just play it safe, whatever yeah. it is, and I don't really get caught up into what I can't control. Have you had time to actually like kind of hang out in LA? Like, because you guys are like. I mean, I have my my brothers, my best friend lives out there with me. Yeah, I, I got a dog. 
Um, <laughs> What's your dog name? Louis. Louis? Yeah, I'm Can looking forward to a great day. Oh, yeah. That's a big one. Yeah, yeah. looking forward to getting another one soon. But, uh, yeah, I mean, that, like I said, I'm 19, so right. when, I, when I'm going home, I don't have to worry about picking my son up from school or <laughs> right. my wife nagging. You, you know? had to walk the dog. Yeah, Easy but I have my fr- my brothers and my yeah. friends, they can help me with that also. Right. So. Easy with the wife nagging. Both our wives watch this yeah, and go, yeah, off, go off on us. <laughs> think we're telling you stuff. You stories. guys earned it, though. <laughs> They're not just doing it for a reason. No so. doubt. Listen, man, we, we love watching the evolution, obviously, and um, getting a chance to get with you out in L.A. before the season started, seeing you here now. Looking forward to it bunch more of these all-star weekends man i know but you involved in, so. in us sitting here talking about it so we appreciate you joining us take some time no problem thank you Thanks, guys a little uh maturity I, I guess i will use the word mature like he d'angelo russell is a is a different dude than the the guy who reminded us he was 19 on the bus during a road trip yeah and that he was young enough to be all of our uh all of our or at least rick's kid um, I don't know about yours or mine. <laughs> um, I don't know how you feel about this, but I am going to go ahead and go out on a limb right now and say that I'm going to change my projection for D'Angelo Russell. At first, right. I was like, mm, I don't know if he's a franchise type guy, building block. I think I think he and Clarkson might be the the potential backcourt of the immediate future for the Lakers. Like literally, have a chance to to be the two guys in that backcourt when they get back to playoff contention. I think there's that much talent there to work with for both of them. I think people thought from the start of the season that that, that, was, that should be what it is. <laughs> and, and at least put these two guys out there and let's see what happens. And, right. You know, move Kobe to the three. And, and uh, they, they didn't do that until now. Yeah. Um, I, w- I wasn't feeling as good about it early in the season either. Yeah. You know, I didn't see enough of him. And then there was all this, you know, clashes with Byron and blah, blah, blah. And they, I didn't agree with the approach or the method they were using to, you know, to ease him into things. But I, It didn't I, seem like clashes with Byron as much as it was Byron clashing with him. <laughs> right? Or Byron bashing on him. I mean, he didn't he didn't hold right. back, you know, in his, his critique and his reviews of what Russell was doing. I think it was more about – he didn't like Russell's attitude and, and the way he was handling the, you know, right. The the beginning stages of his rookie season. And I don't know. I, I'm glad they passed it for whatever it's worth is get a chance. You know, you want to see these guys like my man, Devin Booker in Phoenix. You want to see a rookie. If he's got some talent and the team's not a playoff team, I want to right. see him get, get some exposure, you know, and I've been yeah. emailing Scott Howard Cooper, by the way, Every day, I hit him up with a Devin Booker for Rookie of the Year email. Um, I don't know if it's working or not, but got to get some love from my my homeboy from Grand Rapids. Um, I I know what else I need. I need some good news, Lang, because I I had a disastrous time trying to get out of L.A. with your boy, with uh, Wagon. He's trying to find a coin here for uh, yeah <laughs> yeah. Get it, you warm it up and get it ready, because I'm I'm. I'm definitely in need of good news, uh, and bragging rights is where I'm hoping to get it. It's time for bragging rights as the guys put their rep on the line. You guys are very professional. That that was that was well done there. What What's that? Uh, no, they're just right into the animation. What, flipping a coin for Rick's uh, picks again? Yeah, well, <laughs> so um, 
I'm, I'm going to leave out the drum roll, please, because we do have a new leader. Yes. And his name is Lang Whitaker. No. Yes, yes sir. sir. Oh, no. <laughs> 25 and 17. What the heck? Seku is one game back at 24 and 18. Come on. And Rick, 17 and 25. Damn. So, Listen, for uh, a guy who for a guy who trades on his long tenure in the NBA, Rick is Rick is stinking up bragging rights the last two years. Yeah. Yeah, to be fair, about two thirds of his picks were made by me or you or an engineer or a coin or something. Why do we have to get specific about the details? Why can't we just let it be? All right, so first game of the week will be Wednesday night. Clippers at Houston. <clears throat> Clippers at Houston. It's our first Clippers, game. Clippers play the night tonight, the night before. Mm-hmm. Um, at San against, Antonio. At San Antonio. Yikes. So, I'll take Houston. I'm going to go with the Rockets, but I'm, I don't feel good about it. They haven't given me any reason to believe in them. Okay. Rick's pick. Hey, oh, hold on, I got that coin. Uh, heads for the home team. Keep heads. He uh, he got Houston. Yes. Keep him in the. No, we need to keep him in the cellar. He needs to go with us. Yeah, here. that's true. You're right. <laughs> All right. This weekend has uh, two big games. Ready? Saturday night, Cleveland at Miami. The LeBron Bowl. Uh. Miami's a strange team. They've been playing better than I thought they would Cleveland under the circumstances. Sunday. Cleveland looked great the game we saw them play Sunday, but then they they struggled a bit in Utah on the end of that road trip. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna take Cleveland, even though I think Miami needs this one more than Cleveland does. Obviously. Cleveland plays the night before against at Orlando, so mm-hmm. it's that's a plus and a minus. The plus is they they don't have a night off in Miami. <laughs> what do you mean minus, by that? You think you can the get minus distracted? Is they have a game in Orlando. Um, you think a team could get distracted the night before a game in Miami if they're off? I was going to suggest that. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm going to take Miami, and uh, and Rick Fox is selecting Miami also. Oh gosh. All right, and the uh, the big mm-hmm. one: Golden mm-hmm. State at the Spurs at San Antonio. Hmm. Uh, I would. I mean. We talked about a minute ago about how Golden State was thirty-one and zero at home, and the, right. we didn't mention the Spurs are thirty-two and zero at home. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I think San Antonio will probably win, but I don't want to pick against Golden State, so I'm going to take Golden State. I don't think. Well, I, I put it this way: the only way either one of them is losing at home, as far as I can tell, is if they lose to the other team. Yeah, um, that's the only chance for home losses for either one of them. Uh, that being said. You know what? I'm going to go with the Spurs. Okay. With an asterisk. If Pop, listen. No asterisk. Wait a minute. Here listen now. Go. I just want to make sure this is on the record. If Pop decides that Tim Duncan, Tony Parker, and Manu rest, I want to be able to amend my pick at nope. tip-off. No There's no amending. What? You have to take that into consideration when you make your pick. Come on, man. A, All right, I'm going with the Spurs, uh, but I, I'm serious. If Pop, if Pop blows this for me, and I end up, the both Golden State plays at Dallas the night before. I know they got a back to back. The Spurs are off, so. But it's I'm not, saying, Pop, you know, Pop will bust out with the hey, you know, these guys are resting tonight in a heartbeat. I don't know. I don't think he will. I hope they don't. 
I'm going with the Spurs. I hope they don't. So I'm taking the Warriors, and Rick Fox will be taking the Spurs. Ooh. All right. Well, Lang is either going to increase his lead. Likely. Or the man yeah, will be back in the mix. Week for Lang. What? Yeah. What a kiss. It. What a kiss up you are. You love it. You should do you know this week for Lang. I can't hear you from, from down below me. Yeah. <laughs> from the basement. Yeah. Well, I didn't want to say the basement because that's where Rick is. Yeah, the cellar. Um, <laughs> all right. Well, look, we got a lot of good basketball to watch this week. We got March Madness on all the networks, on on all the family of networks. It comes on like, what, 17 channels, right? This is the one. Uh, this is the, yeah. This I'm is the not. one week that nobody does any work. Exactly. <laughs> The first week of the t- you tournament. Go right at home. What are you talking about? <laughs> this guy. Seriously, he almost got detained by uh, Homeland Security, by the way, Lang. <laughs> Did you tell him? No, he walked in there with his little midget bag, and he had, like, midget toiletries, you know, that didn't, you know, didn't pass the TSA snuff. He had, like, what? Hobbit, Hobbit cologne. Did you not have to check a bag when we left L.A.? Yes. Because you bought pint-sized... Uh, toiletries. <laughs> That'd be the good thing is like nothing's gonna be more than three ounces, so you don't have to check it. You think <laughs> he drowned in three ounces of whatever he had? He's just... <laughs> All right, too tall. <laughs> Appreciate D'Angelo Russell uh, talking to us at All Star Weekend. And uh, you getting a chance to listen to that this week on the Hangtime Podcast. We, uh, you know, one of these days, Wigan's going to grow like a quarter inch and be taller than you. No, he's not. But his nine <laughs> and six year old will be taller than him in the next three years, which the is the whole world's going to be upside down. I, I can't wait to see that family picture when his two boys are towering over him in a couple of years. That's what's going to be funny. <laughs> <Look at laughs> they're, already, they're already close at nine and six. <laughs> um, but yeah, maybe we'll maybe we'll track Rick down next week. Um, I don't know. He might be shooting some scenes for Shameless right now um, or whatever he's got going on. Busy time, busy time. Uh, but we appreciate you for joining us here on the Hangtime Podcast this week. We'll uh, catch you right here next week. Later. Thanks for listening to the Hangtime Podcast. To download more episodes of the show, visit the iTunes Music Store. And be sure to check out the Hangtime blog on NBA.com. And as always... Take Huna Matata.